history, care, and breeding of the Morelia Spilota complex. Hello. We haven't been around for a little while, but now we're back on form. Time to continue our little journey into the complete carpet python. And do hope you're sitting comfortably, maybe with a little glass of whiskey. Proper stuff, not American Jack Daniels bullshit. Proper Scotch whisky. And we'll begin chapter seven. Morelia Bradley or Bradley should actually be Bradley. Although this species is often associated with carpet pythons, it has been given four species status. Morelia Bradley is uncovered in this work because of its many similarities with Spilota. The close phylogenetic relationship between Bradley and Spilota is visually evident, and the recent mitochondrial DNA analysis suggests that the two taxa are sister species. Named in honour of Joe Bradle. Distribution. This species is endemic to Australia's Northern Territory, where it is confined to the southernmost portion. The town of Alice Springs, it's nearly at the geographical centre of Australia, as well as the centre of the known range for Bradley. The town is situated near the centre of the McDonald Ranges, a collection of low mountains and hills orientated in an east-west configuration. The McDonald Ranges form the largest portion of the known distribution of Bradley. Populations are also found as far south as the Palmer River, which lies 150k to the south of Alice Springs. Centralian pythons are also known from the somewhat isolated Hart Range, situated in the northeast of their distribution. Gal identifies one of the paratype specimens in his species description for Bradley as being collected near the granites, located in the Tanami Desert, approximately 500k to the northwest of Alice Springs. This specimen from the granites represents the northernmost locality known for this species. Size. Neonate Bradley entered the world at a diminutive 27 to 30 grams. That's 0.95 to 1.1 ounces. This is a relatively fast-growing species, and the small juveniles are capable of reaching lengths of 1.5 metres, which is 5 feet, by their second winter. Mature Centralia pythons are among the largest of the carpet pythons, typically growing to lengths of 2 metres, at 6.6 feet, or more. Large captive specimens with lengths in excess of 2.5 metres, 8.2 feet, are not uncommon. Stone reports an older captive male, slightly less than 3 metres, 10 feet, which is likely close to the maximum length of these species. Juveniles and sub-adult specimens have a medium build, with the body being only slightly laterally compressed. Large specimens of Bradley are robust-built animals, with considerable weight. Coloration. There is a slight degree of variation in the pattern of the species, but this variation is far less than the typically uh, variation seen in Spilota. Specimens are generally patterned in a series of irregular and incomplete bands. The banded pattern is most prominent on the posterior third of the body, 
and becomes increasingly fragmented, moving towards the head. The lighter banded elements are bordered in dark scales. Although these dark borders become increasingly reduced or even absent on the anterior third of the body. Buddled pythons undergo a remarkable autonogenic colour change as they mature. Hatchling Bradley emerge from their eggs clad in various shades of grey and brown. Whilst many members of the genus Moralia begin life as rusty red hatchlings, it is somewhat ironic that the only species with a predominant red adult colour should begin its life virtually devoid of it. As the young pythons grow, the brown juvenile base colour is slowly replaced by the characteristic red tones seen in adults. Similarly, the grey patterned elements gradually begin to lighten, becoming shades of cream or ivory. The scales that border the banded juvenile elements darken with age, transitioning from dark charcoal in the juveniles to black as the animal ages. The amount of black pigment continues to increase, most prominently in the last third of the body with black replacing the red background coloration entirely in many adult specimens. Adult Centralian pythons can be spectacular animals and their unique colour is among the most distinctive feature. Adult colours range from red, terracotta brown and even shades of orange. The intensity of colour may at least be in part be influenced by exposure to UV light. An anecdotal account by Fife notes that the intensity of colour and contrast of wild collected specimens tends to fade when brought into captivity and kept without exposure to sunlight. This fading is less evident in captive bred individuals which generally maintain their colours as adults. Morphology. This is a robustly built species and a tribute most noticeable when they are compared with the subspecies within Morelia. Centralian pythons are muscular snakes with large broad heads, which are quite distinct from the neck. The head is attached to a powerful built body, which is nearly round in cross-section. They also possess a prehensile tail. The elevation of Bredley to the level of four species is well supported. In addition to its geographical isolation, the Centralian python differs dramatically in its scalation. In its species description, Gao details nine characteristics of scalation, eight of which differ from Spilota. The primary distance is most of the scale counts is that Bradley tended to have more scales. One significant discrepancy is seen on the high number of scales on the head in lines between the suboculars. Other notable distinctions are the number of dorsal row scales at mid-body as well as the higher number of dorsal scale rows around the neck. Even in areas where the scale count ranges overlap with those of Spilota, Bradley's patterns generally average higher. Habitat. Bradley's pythons are frequently found in rocky areas, particularly in many low mountain ranges that fall in the general distribution of the arid south-central portion of Australia's Northern Territory. Rock ledges, caves and gorges are all prime habitat for this species. Bradley is also present in the flat surrounding areas in which it can be found sheltering in trees and shrubs. This taxon can often be found utilising tree hollows, particularly those lining seasonal watercourses. These watercourses are dry much of the time, but the banks support ample vegetation for sheltering pythons during several portions of the year. With the centre of their range so close to Alice Springs, Bredel's pythons may also be found in close association with homes in the city, sometimes sheltering in attics. Natural history. 
Life in the harsh interior of Australia has induced adaptive changes which have made the Centralian python ideally suited for survival in the outback. Important adaptations unique to bredles include scalation changes, larger size, tolerance to extreme temperatures and the ability to utilise a large range of habitats. The advantages of the morphological changes for Centralian pythons are detailed below. To cope with infrequent and unpredictable rains in their desert habitat, these pythons have developed fine scalation in order to produce moisture loss. There is a common adaptation found in many desert dwelling reptiles, as discussed above. This is also one of the major distinguishing characteristics that separates bread lie from Spilota. This also allows Bradley to cope with dry conditions in captivity. High humidity levels are not needed for Centralian pythons may actually be deleterious for this species. A water bowl, a water bowl in the cage is, is all the moisture the snakes require. These impressive pythons are quite bulky. Their large size allows them to take a wide range of prey items. Wild Bradley can see a wide variety of prey species, including larger mammals such as feral rabbits and rock wallabies. The consumption of large prey items allows these snakes to subsist between meals and helps them survive during times that prey may be less abundant. The general tendencies of this species also apply to adult captive specimens. Captive adult centralians will consume almost any prey offered, including all species of domesticated rodent and poultry. Wild hatchlings start off feeding on the plentiful skinks and other lizards found in their habitat which may explain the hesitation to take laboratory rodents as their first meal in captivity. One effective technique to get the hatchlings feeding is to simply wait several weeks after their first shed before offering prey. As they gain size, their dietary preference shifts towards mammalian prey. Feral rabbits have become an important food for the adult bread line in the wild. They also provide suitable retreats via the recent forced eviction from the rabbit burrow. Bird species are also consumed in the wild, including tree hollow nesting parrots. Central Centralian pythons have also been reported to feed on feral cats, yes, which are an invasive species. Like many desert dwelling pythons, bredles are opportunistic feeders in the wild as well as in captivity, and they may and care must be taken not to let the captive bredlight become overweight. The Stimson's python. Is also found throughout the range of the Centralian pythons. Due to its small size, this diminutive python can completely coexist with no problems. The smaller Stimsonite is primarily terrestrial, while Bradleyi are mainly arboreal. Adult pythons of these species utilise different prey items. Both species can be found in the same habitat, but the Stimson's python is generally found more frequently along the roads, while the Centralian pythons are often found along tree-lined creeks, as described previously. This arrangement, where a large and small python species utilise different niches, different niches, 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 within the same habitat, similar to that described for Moralia shanii and Moralia, ooh, old school, should be Somalia king horni. Although the desert habitat of the Centralian python is very hot during much of the year, during the winter, the temperatures can be as low as 5 degrees, that's 41 Fahrenheit. And these snakes are adapted to withstand a wide range of temperature extremes. The fluctuations between daytime highs and nighttime lows can be very dramatic. This ability to withstand cooler temperatures makes 
these amongst the hardiest pythons available in herpeticulture. So Charlie and pythons frequently climb trees and rock outcrops and will shelter in the hollow limbs of trees or rock crevices for thermoregulation and for security purposes. The use of tree hollow sites is an integral part of the behaviour of the species. One study showed the free-ranging specimens were found in trees 80-80% of the time. These adaptations make the species ideally suited for mining and digging. As an active predator, the centralian python travels large distances. Centralians were first found to move an average of 461 metres, that's 1,513 feet, between secure retreat sites, which is more than twice the distance travelled by a similarly sized tropical carpet python, such as variegata. This is largely due to the decreased abundance of trees and large shrubs that are suitable for refuge in the desert habitat of this python. This data can be taken as a further testament to the daily struggle for survival that these pythons endure in a very unforgiving environment. They will also utilise disturbed areas and are occasionally found within the roofs of buildings and barns. The reddish overall coloration of this species helps this large python blend into the natural environment. The colours of centralians will change from brilliant red-orange to darker brick-red depending on the season and their thermal state, and possibly even their mood. It's been suggested that when centralians are digesting, they will become darker in colour than a hungry animal. This may be an adaptation for efficient heat absorption or reflection. Overall, their attractive red coloration makes the species unique among Australian pythons. Bretley can be fairly common throughout suitable habitat within their range. One study reported finding 56 of these pythons at one study site, which represented a concentration of 0.15 pythons per hectare. This is likely a project of the large clutch sizes reported for centralian pythons, which is further supported by the fact that 90% of the animals recorded in the Bedford study were juveniles, with the remainder of the collected animals being adult-sized. In captivity, closest clutches closer to 50 eggs have been reported. This high fecundity rate is likely a survival strategy to compensate for the extreme conditions in the habitat. Hatchlings and young snakes are preyed upon by large monitors and birds of prey, which would explain the pugnacious attitude of some young some young centralian pythons. Upon reaching adult size, these snakes have little to fear. Within their range, there are no natural predators. Thus their demeanor calms and their, as their length and girth increases. Adult animals are generally calm animals, and even wild animals can be handled without fear of a bite. Despite their calm demeanour, caution should be exercised when feeding or food is present because of their incredibly strong feeding response. Infrequent bites in captivity are generally associated with misguided feeding responses, and long feeding tongs are recommended when presenting food items to bread line. Centralian pythons are generally active at night during the hotter months of the summer with movement beginning in the early evening and continuing on through the morning hours. During the day, these snakes will shelter within cool retreats or hide the can- canopy to escape the hot summers. Bredlie were found to have an average body temperature in the wild of 33 degrees, that's 91 Fahrenheit, and 19 degrees, 66 Fahrenheit in summer and winter. These body temperatures are much more stable than retrospective air temperatures. During the winter, they can be observed basking during the day on limbs or rocky ledges. These barking sites are likely to are likely close to their thermally stable retreats. Centralian pythons, particularly males, will also utilise and absorb warmth off paved roads during the winter months. 
who could observe basking on the roadside even when the ground has been covered in frost. In captivity, the average preferred body temperature is 30 degrees, which is 85 Fahrenheit, which is significantly lower than the average temperature of wild pythons. A wild thermogradient should be provided to allow captive bread light to select their desired temperatures. Reproduction. With colder winters throughout their range, the Centralian python is predominantly a spring breeder. Mating occurs in the spring months of July, August and September, with egg deposition occurring in October, November and December. Males will fight violently during the spring, and the gender of wild individuals can generally be determined upon observation of scars that are usually present on the males from encounters with rivals. In captivity, males should never be housed together for any amount of time without continuous observation. After eggs are laid, female bread lies will coil around the clutches. This generally results in the eggs being adhered. A nesting site was discovered in a hollow log that was investigated after observing a centralian python basking on the branch. The site contained approximately 70 eggshells from different seasons, suggesting repeated nesting in the same location over several years. Females can increase the temperatures within their coils up to 3 degrees. That's 5.4 degrees Fahrenheit through continuous shivering 14 times per minute as opposed to a pulse shivering methodized, a method utilised by tropical python species. In captivity, Centralian pythons will lay as many as 47 eggs. Clutches over 35 eggs are not uncommon. And first-time breeders can lay clutches of 20 eggs. With such large clutch sizes, these pythons have become readily available in her culture. <laughs>